Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are looking for some direction after Target misses and warns on holiday spend. But then October retail sales come in nearly double the estimate. Ex-autos, best since February. In fact, uh, two-year yield bounces, but still within yesterday's range. Our roadmap begins with that Target tumble. The retailer delivers a gloomy holiday quarter update, and that does add pressure to retail stocks. Plus those cuts in technology, well, they continue. Amazon, of course, announcing those cost cuts. And yesterday we had Alphabet facing activist pressures to trim its own headcount. And, quote, extremely concerned, the FBI warning of TikTok's potential national security risks. Start with Target this morning, tumbling on that uh, Q3 earnings miss, and they do lower the holiday quarter guidance. The company cites an increasingly challenging environment, announces a cost-cutting plan designed to save up to $3 billion a year. Jim, I heard you talking about it with Becky, and you mentioned theft. That's $400 million right there. Yeah, so you annualize theft, and you start to really get into something that a bunch of the other retailers kind of whisper about because no one really knows what to do. Uh, the big issue, and I know Home Depot has this issue too, is... is this notion of you steal it and you put it on Amazon, you'll notice that there are brands, for instance, that are really only available at Home Depot and they're on Amazon as their own brand. Uh, for Target, I think the part of the problem with Target, and I think it's going to affect everybody except for Amazon itself, is this inability to be able to make it so that the people who check out people are, are, are suddenly enforcers. They weren't meant to be that. Uh, Brian Cornell is very much, a, I'd say, a, a person who does not want to put anyone, David, in a position where they may have to stop theft. So you've got a, a kind of open season on a store. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly one uh, interesting, if you want to call it that component of this uh, of this earnings report was what we call what they call shrinkage, which is basically stealing uh, and, you know, uh, groups, organized groups that came in and uh, to the stores and do that. But overall, the market is, is going to grapple with whether this is target specific, whether this really is a reflection of the macro environment. You know, Jim, you and I had spoken in recent weeks about what I had heard anecdotally. I think you had as well, sort of a, some weakness in the consumer towards the end yes. of October. Yes. Yesterday's Walmart report may have sort of had you questioned that, yes. but when you look deeper into it, you saw grocery was a lot of the growth at Walmart. And in fact, they even cited the fact that income, people with incomes over 100,000 were a big part of their share gain in grocery right. and that merchandise and apparel was not particularly strong. Target not as big in grocery and is certainly seeing some of that weakness in merchandise and apparel. I think that's a great point. I think that we never really got clarity on cages in Walmart. It is very clear that October was a very weak month. We've been saying that. We can address the retail sales numbers, the national, which didn't seem to think weak. No, they didn't um, think Carl, uh, Brian Cornell is adamant. November's been, it, it has, we're not that far in November, but now we're starting to talk about holiday season. And you have to reach some conclusions that 
Something happened in the country during the month of October where it really hit home, whether it be the layoffs of technology, whether it be the, discuss- the general discussion of recession. But then you try to jive that with what the numbers that we got today from the government, which would indicate that there was robust retail sales. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, tend to, I tend to believe in Target and Walmart. Uh, now, Lowe's was good. Lowe's represents good spend on, on the home. Uh, but I, I have to tell you, I, when I look at the categories that were bad, so to speak, too hot in the national retail sales, some of them make no sense whatsoever. Furniture, that shouldn't be hotter. Mm. That's absolutely not. Um, clothing, uh, frankly, clothing is discounted everywhere. Great promotions. Uh, food at the, at, the, at the supermarket remains a real problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, you're right about home furnishings. Home goods at TJX, by the way, which we haven't mentioned yet, down 16. Right. That flies right in the face of the the broader eco data that we're getting. Yeah. I mean, now I'm used to to uh, to TJX giving a, a kind of a confusing report. Uh, we know that they are the recipient of a lot of the problems, a lot of a lot of the product that others get. Right. And the that, inventory that, write downs result in TJX right. getting your. Right. They, and they don't get them yet. They product. tend to get them right at the time where, they, where people realize, holy cow, we have the wrong inventory. Uh, so this quarter, these, this print is not as significant. But, David, there's absolutely nothing that I've heard that indicates that October was a, a banner month in the country. But no. you have to, if you start getting these negatives from Lael Brainerd, say, the vice chair, it's based on something. Yeah. And it's certainly not based necessarily on these, uh, these grand scheme numbers that we're getting. No, the retail numbers that we got at 830, as you point out, look pretty good. Ex-autos as well, uh, above what, what were the expectations. Where the but body? that said, I, I've been, I continue to hear, now, things have not fallen off a cliff. No, not at all. But, and you go into a holiday season that may be okay, but they're not where they were. No. Uh, and, and then the question becomes, are, who else are we going to hear from tomorrow? Uh, Macy's, BJ's? Gap, Kohl's, and you got a, a bunch more coming Jim, right. in terms of the earnings that may give a better sense as to the strength of the consumer. Because it's not just about the retail stocks, but this is also, despite what was the strong retail sales number today overall, that it is about this, whether the consumer is starting to weaken at certain points. And then ultimately, a lot of people are going to want to take that and say, well, what does that mean for Fed policy? Right. And, and then you just get the same comments today uh, from Sanjay Marotra. Carl, uh, just now, about Micron saying, once again, there's too much inventory in the channel. Once again, they have to cut back on cap- capital equipment. Uh, and what this says is, if you want to know where weakness is, it is back in this so-called uh, work-from-home new office, where I heard from Logitech the other day that the new office at home is, is getting improved. But uh, Micron's a very big company, and this is not Sanjay Marotra's first time. It is not his second time. No. It is his third time. And Micron is the building block. So, I mean, if you want weakness, uh, buy anything electronic. Now, we hear from Best Buy next week. My understanding is it okay. Yeah. My understanding, uh, but one of the things that's happened, and I, I was uh, kind of grousing this morning, was, okay, so uh, we, we have people from crypto. And it's not crypto that's the problem. It's uh, the Fed that's the problem. Uh, we have people from uh, these stores. It's not the problem. It's the macroeconomic picture. But then, David, we have the consumer himself or herself pretty strong. So, I, I mean, it's well, again, it goes back to this question. And we'll talk about Micron in a moment as to whether this is more target specific or 
reflective. Right. I mean, because again, just, to, just to tell people, uh, right, I mean, they were looking, investors were looking for target guiding three, three, third quarter sales, comp sales higher. They were uh, instead down low single digits right. uh, based on softening sales and profit trends that emerged late in the third quarter and persisted into November. Right. The company believes it's prudent to plan for a wide range of sales outcomes in the fourth quarter. And, of course, that's different than what we heard from Walmart. I know. Um, which, Walmart's again, saw share gains, particularly in grocery, um, and had ongoing promotions when it came to general merchandise. Well, how about Home Depot, which a little bit more levered to the professional? Was Home Depot up yesterday, though, in part just based on Walmart's strength? I think so. I think Walmart gave you a, a really nice penumbra. The issue here is just that when I go over what Marvin Ellison is saying, remember, he's got more do-it-yourself. At Lowe's, That was yep. a pristine quarter. Right. Uh, Home Depot, not pristine quarters. So, I mean, in the old days, what we'd say is, oh, it's raining on the side of Home Depot Street, but it was uh, sunny on uh, Lowe's. No, but I think these, guys, these companies are differentiated enough. But Brian Cornell is a very good merchant. And that shook me to the core that they could miss by that much. After, after he cleared after the he so-called cleared wrong the- inventory, right. brought in the right inventory, and it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah. Uh, inventory's up 14. Of course, they did say comps began the quarter in the three range, and then by the end of the quarter, fell down to the one range. Uh, they also point out global shipping lead times came down so fast that they were receiving orders faster than they expected. And by the way, I know you've seen freight shipping is taking another leg down. Oh, I mean, the logistics days. problems, I mean, you know this from the truck industry, were cured as fa- almost as fast as they became a problem. Now, if you're the Fed, you've got to be sitting there, Dave, and saying, you know what? We stretch things out. Logistics are starting to go our way. Uh, we're certainly right. getting the materials. And we've got a glut. So we've got some some pricing. The individual may be doing better. But does the individual do better uh, at the expense of, of producers who are now stuck with stuck with inventory? And yeah. Is that where the recession is? Prices start to come down. Guys, worth mentioning, Micron, again, we've showed you the stock price. It doesn't look like it's going to be that weak when we begin trading but it's 20 minutes from now. Points. Here's the key, here's the key um, paragraph, so to speak, from this uh, further actions to address market conditions press release. Recently, the market outlook for calendar 2023 has weakened. In order to significantly improve total inventory in the supply chain, Micron believes that in calendar 2023, year-on-year DRAM bit supply will need to shrink and NAND bit supply growth will need to be significantly lower than previous estimates. But, but, okay, so, he, so Sanjay Merger came here, and he talked about the need to really cut back. And, and now he's cut back again? Is he um, just not clear about what his business is like? Or, I mean, Carl, is it the possibility that, frankly, these are, eight, these are once again PCs, and if that's the case, another leg down AMD... Another laid down, NVIDIA, which reports tonight. Jimmy uh, says he's taking bold and aggressive steps. <laughs> what they're, were the other ones? They're in? bold and aggressive. They were unimpressive and not as bold. <laughs> I mean, how many times can this man just say, look, <laughs> I, it's just not going well. Why not just shut down for a couple of weeks? I would say the stock's up every time he says it. Now, at a certain point, what he's really doing is creating his own shortage. But I think that perhaps overseas, they're still pumping them out. Maybe people aren't playing ball with Sanjay. And Sanjay, the, he, he owns this part of the market, but there's a worldwide market to DRAMs and to NAND and to the Flash. 
and this stuff goes into PCs. I, I just think, and yet, you know, it's funny. If you try to get a, a, a current PC, it's incredibly difficult. Why is that? They just don't have any inventory. Yeah. They have the wrong inventory. I mean, it, it just seems like so many companies, whether it be Target, uh, whether it be the Best Buy, they got the wrong inventory. And I don't know what happened. Maybe, David, it's your your theory about how the, the finally the stuff came in. And it's like too old already. It is mystifying that, that somebody like Sanjay Marocha, who is very good at his job, was it, able it, once again to misjudge. Is he? I've called out so many people lately. I would give him a pass. <laughs> You've run you're out just, of ammo? You're just tired of, like, <laughs> screaming the at CEOs. There's no, yeah, ball there's there's no room. There's no room. I not know what he's doing. <laughs> so Sandra, he gets a pass, not really because he deserves it, but the curve. you're just too tired. I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm exhausted <laughs> in calling people out. I mean, so I've talked to Sanjay all the time. I did not speak to him last night. It's obviously this morning it came out. And... Uh, it is very similar to the last time I spoke to him. Yeah. But I, I can't get a handle on how he doesn't just take the big meat axe. Well, the, the, the trimming to CapEx last time was not small. It was no. huge. And now you're reducing DRAM and uh, NAND wafer starts by 20% and saying <laughs> that the calendar 23 outlook has weakened. Right, so where's all this land research stuff going to go? We, we've told the Chinese they can't have it. I didn't hear anything from land research that you know, the classic DRAM maker. Uh, the stock is up gigantically from where it was. All right, it's up 100 points, but it will go down today. And I think that people are going to be continue to say, at what point is the, in, is the channel clear of inventory? Right. I know that there had been a belief that you could send uh, DRAMs, you could send a lot of these chips over to India, to Brazil, get them out of the channel. I guess it's just not working. David, there is continual optimism among some of these people uh, in this industry that you'll need another PC. I mean, how many PCs do you need? I don't know. I don't know how many. I, I, I've got plenty. I got plenty of PCs. I had three last night. I had you my had personal PCs. PC. I had the PC I used just for my financial transactions because years ago the FBI guy told me don't do anything except with one PC. And then I had my work PC, all of them in front of me. Okay, That's so enough PCs. Did the FBI contact you about not using TikTok on that Official FBI the Director Ray. No, they did. It was years ago when I did that cyber espionage thing on China. I mean, I don't like even know. It's like yesterday with the burner The phone. FBI guy's like, you I were the fr- He's like, do you do online banking? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well. I you were Omar. You were the first person like Omar. You had the burner phone. I had a burner phone. In Wire, which David's favorite series, they it had is. burners. So he goes to China. You recreate the Wire. And they were unready for you. Hey, you know what? It's worked. Keeping yeah. all my financial transactions to one PC, I advise everybody to do that. Don't go anywhere else on the Internet. Why did Micron do this on the day of NVIDIA? <laughs> Darn. We had an NVIDIA recommendation. It was starting to look good for NVIDIA. No. San- Sanjay. Did- hey, Open seat for Sanjay. he's going to be bold and aggressive, Jim. Don't you bold worry. And aggressive. Bold, bold and-, and aggressive. I bet once on bold and aggressive and she came in third. <laughs> Um, we got retail sales, as you know, about an, almost an hour ago. Now we're getting industrial production. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. Yes, industrial production for the month of October expected to be up one-tenth of one percent is exactly the mirror image of expectations. That down 
one-tenth of one percent, and that is the first minus number since August, and the biggest negative number that we have going uh, since, bah, 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 we have to go all the way back to December of last year. And if we look at capacity utilization, this is a huge miss. 79.9, 79.9, this is the first time under 80 since June, and in the rearview mirror, the 80.3 gets downgraded to 80.1. And that is significant because the 80.3 that we had last month that was revised lower was actually the highest level of utilization going back to 2008, but we just pretty much negated that. So these numbers are both disappointments. So if you're looking at the manufacturing and mining areas, this is something to pay attention to. Uh, yields for 10-year notes have dipped under yesterday's 3.76 low. Excuse me, 3.75 low. So that is building momentum. Look for more buying to accumulate. And remember, we have a 20-year auction at 1 o'clock Eastern. Squawk on the street will return after a short break. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big. Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. click, click, click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Canva. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Futures just slightly in the red here. Obviously, the ego data and the retail earnings are going to drive the bus at the open. We'll also get some Fed speak today. Uh, Williams, Barr, uh, Waller, on top of the, some of the commentary we got from the likes of Esther George yesterday. Ten-year, as Rick just said, below three and three-quarters. Don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Eight minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange, and we have some time to get in a mad dash. Cisco reports after the bell. Right. I'm looking at a Barclays piece, which basically just says that this is going to be a miserable quarter. Uh, that orders, which which Chuck Robbins had emphasized as being good, well, they're saying, like, don't expect that. They're talking about continued uh, gross margin headwinds. Uh, they're talking about software move lagging. They're talking about how the overall campus vertical to decline. Um, the only thing they didn't talk about is the idea that we're really talking about Cisco, the food company, because this is maybe one of the most damning with faint praise. This is an equal weight from Barclays. Uh, my charitable trust owns it. I because I uh, have faith in Chuck Robbins, I am going to say that this is probably too negative. 
Uh, but it's still big, big stock. It's got a good yield. Yeah. And I find that once again, I mean, when you listen, they're a big buyer of DRAMs, and Sanjay certainly on their side. Sanjay Marotra, who just uh, pre-announced weakness in Micron uh, DRAMs. Uh, but we- David, it's just incredible to me that once again we have people giving up on this company. Well, okay, I get it. Um, I do wonder, Jim, sometimes it's instructive, though. I mean, it's a long, long time ago. But Cisco will never, it seems, approach the market cap that it had. I mean, you and I were still Four, buddies back then. $20 billion. 22 years ago. Yeah. I, I, can we bring up a 20-year chart? I just It sometimes can be instructive for people. Sometimes there are monumental changes, and you never regain the value. Right, and that was the, the build-out. And, you know, that... No, that doesn't capture it. That doesn't it. capture it. You know no. why? It's not long enough. Right. It's not I mean, long it, enough. It, you got to go back here. to, I don't know that we have, thank you. This is $400 billion. Right. And uh, We've already, this was the largest company in America. Yes. The market cap. Yes. And amazingly, this was considered to be the only backbone in the internet that everyone had to be connected to it. It's still very important. But there's more decentralization. Right. There's some competition. And the FANG companies did not build their data set. Ah, thank uh, you. There you go. Thank you. So Look uh, at that. I happen to think that Chuck has done an exceptional job. He has. And he has not. So this, is, this is, I mean, this is ancient history. You and I were young well, men. This was when, yeah, but, when Nortel was king. Yeah, that was Chambers. So, that was an incredible move. But, that was, yeah, that was yeah, amazing. But I mean, look, this is one note, and Chuck will be on. Uh, mad, mad. I, I look. They, this, here we model 15 to 20 percent declines in orders due to tough compares. I'm not getting that read, and that's the key thing. I'm getting a more positive read. I could be wrong, but it is a the big, big one tonight. Yeah, it's a big one, and as you said, Chuck Robbins, of course. Uh, Cisco CEO will join Jim tonight on Mad Money right here at 6 p.m. Don't miss it. But coming up sooner than that, in fact, five minutes from now is an opening bell. Stay with us. It'll soon cost you a bit more to visit Disney World. Next month, the theme park is hiking ticket prices for the first time in more than three years. Cost is going to depend on which park you actually choose to reserve. The minimum price for Magic Kingdom tickets will increase by about 14% to $124 for the nine days during the Christmas holidays. Peak peak time, $189, Jim. Interesting to see them now start to slice up prices between actual parks. Right. Uh, now, when the company reported, I certainly, I know I wanted much more about theme parks, theme park, theme park pricing, and the, uh, the greatness of the theme park. And now uh, they give it to you in, in piecemeal, uh, David, once again, the communication between Disney and Wall Street is non-existent. I mean, why not on their quarterly conference calls say, you know what, we have tremendous demand for theme parks. Why stress over and over again the cost of Disney Plus uh, when that's like talking about how bad ESPN is. Remember those days? Yeah. And instead of talking about something positive, they, the, right. they, they spend time talking about with some good movies. And you know what? The cost of Disney Plus. So, and again, the message is is, is muddled. You feel like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the other thing you keep hearing is just the lack of free cash flow at the company. Yes. Um, you know, billion something this year, two billion next. Not a lot, given their costs. But obviously, raising prices can help that. Well, why not do a reset? 
yeah. admit that the original plan was set in a different era. Uh, rein in some spending, fix the balance sheet, make it so that people who are in finance at the company don't feel as perilous. Right. Meanwhile, 24-7 Wall Street calls Chapek the worst CEO of 2022. Says it's uh, not even not much of a contest. Because Sam Bank Freeman is not, he was in that we're going to come with you. You can't lump him in, right? No. But look, are there worse CEOs? There's some CEOs who've been fired. You know, maybe they come in worse. Yeah. There's the opening bell this morning at the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. At the big board today, it's one main uh, celebrating its centennial anniversary at the NASDAQ. Coeptis uh, Therapeutics are developing cell therapy platforms for cancer. So, Jim, I guess we'll keep our eye on the retailers, which there was a bit of a negative halo earlier this morning before the, uh, the 830 data. No, I, I would have expected better, uh, more a positive reaction from Lowe's. I mean, uh, Marvin Ellison is saying pretty much everything you want him to say, including um, even select markets where home prices have declined after a particularly steep run-up during the pandemic. We are not seeing any impact to sales. David... Marvin Ellison is basically saying that the consumer is not going to stop spending on their home. And I think that does jive with what we see with retail, the national retail sales. And that home spend is not necessarily the same as what Target Right. Um, you know, Home Depot yesterday, though, Jim, I mean, I don't know. Did, it didn't feel like a great quarter for no. them. No, and they didn't. No, it, it did not feel like a great quarter. It was an okay. It was okay, quarter. and it got it got kind of dragged up a bit. I think on the right. enthusiasm I mean, around it, the Walmart print. Yes, Lowe's would have been up even, you know, be much more today. Home Depot, Home Depot, and Target. Are, well, Target's pulling down everybody because because Brian Cornell gave you that November snapshot, which was uh, disconcerting to say the least. Did we get any real guidance from Lowe's, though, for the next year? I mean, uh, I, yeah, Marvin, we did, right? I was very excited. We got the full-year outlook. Um, he, he's the most bullish I've heard him in a long time. But Well, Ellison was on with, earlier this morning. Yeah, if you want to take very, a quick listen to what he told sure he yeah, our positive. viewers, do that. We don't see a correlating factor between home prices declining and home improvement sales declining. So I just think we're in a unique environment. Home improvement is a unique space because home prices have gone up. There's a shortage of homes. Homes are getting older. And all of those factors bode well for our demand trends. Pretty interesting. Although uh, the uh, Association of Architects has their billings index, which actually went sub 50 for the first time since January of last you know, year. And then the Dallas Fed talked about a 20 percent decline in the price of, uh, of a home, which would uh, Look, we do hope that Marvin Ellis is right in that even with that kind of decline, you still get some spending. David, if yeah. you're the Fed, you have to be cheered by this. And I'll tell you why. It's confusing enough for you to think, you know what? Maybe we do the 50. This is a maybe we do the 50. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Not the 75. Maybe, yeah. Um, it's a maybe 50. It's also having an impact, I should say it. I, I'm referring really to Target here uh, on the broader retailers. I'm looking at Macy's, which hasn't reported and won't no. until tomorrow. 
Macy's is down 7%, 7.5%. Um, I think you know, you've got BJ's, obviously not that large, but BJ's wholesale is down 1.75%. Um, what do I got? Kohl's down 6%. Even so, though Kohl's is already pre-announced. Even, exactly. We, we have already heard a, a pre-announcement from Kohl's. Um, so but this is having an up. impact. Costco's up. Gap is down almost 9%. It's, this is ahead of hearing from these companies on concern that Target's problems will be reflected as well in those, particularly apparel and general merchandise, um, Jim. And Amazon is down 3%. Um, you know, Amazon had a brief uh, a brief move higher and outperforming the group or outperforming big tech for a bit there on the on the reports of as much as 10,000, many as 10,000 people losing their jobs, 3% of the company, but it, it retreated a bit and is down again today, perhaps more on, on uh, the actual uh, re- concern about spending. It's funny, you've got uh, Mark Zuckerberg curtailing spending uh, in, in extraneous projects and everybody loves it. You have Amazon controlling, controlling spending in extraneous projects, and people hate it. Yeah, they didn't like I know. No, no. Didn't yeah, get Bezos a, come out and literally tell people well, not be, to right. buy stuff. Well, Bezos was kind of like, <laughs> you know, look, the apocalypse is coming, so maybe you want to cut back on Alexa. I don't know uh, about you, but I'm going to space, so yeah, I'll, see right, I'll see you later. I'm out of here. I was ordered Me and Lauren, we're going to be. Launch. But Meta, Meta, I think some of Meta is the notion that the FBI is going to shut down its principal competitor, Reels. And if that's the case, wow. I mean, because Reels did pretty well anyway. What people are worried about, obviously, with Meta is, is that what is Mark doing with the Meta wall, with the Meta the virtual school? Uh, the layoffs, again, were more generous than the Twitter layoffs. Where he says, either respond to this email by 5 o'clock tomorrow or yeah. leave. You get three months, though. You get three months. You get three months if you're an employee at Twitter. Oh, that's pretty if you're good. not interested in working hardcore, hardcore, yes, hardcore, which means what, like basically all the, do time. It all the time. What is it? Round the clock or three months? Wouldn't you take the three months and then go try to get another? And he's job? like, take, yeah. I think a lot of people I think, will. But I think he wants to have a turnover there. He, he's looking for turnover. He's very focused on the software engineers and on the proper code. Have you noticed any difference in the daily average users yesterday? You set her up. I saw that you you said something positive about daily average, or you retweeted something. I retweeted something. it, I don't know, yeah. that and Terrace there. I mean, the guy, um, look, he's trying to figure out what to do, all right? And I think he realizes that it was bloated. I think he wants his own people in. I think three months, we're starting to these, these severance packages from Silicon Valley are much more generous, generous than well, what you're getting on. Well, Meadow was 16 weeks and, uh, and another, I think, what was it, another two for every year worked. This is just, you get three months you at think Twitter. About the fact that Mark Zuckerberg gave you perhaps the most generous severance in the history of Silicon Valley, and yet is regarded as being someone who's not necessarily. Is it really the most generous I've in the history of, of Silicon like Valley? Wasn't that? I, wasn't that? I mean, it's well, I, 16 I, I, weeks, you know four months, what? I've heard uh, people who've gotten the package that I know are literally trying to reorient their lives. Valley, South Sea Island. That's, that's very seasons. nice. About four seasons. Meanwhile, Elon stars, Elon stars. is going to actually be taking World a moment Cup. out of his busy day to, to appear in court in front of his favorite chancellor, McCormick, who we Back. talked a great deal about because she is overseeing this compensate this trial about his compensation to Tesla. Of course, Chancellor McCormick, you may recall, was also um, running 
the Twitter deal trial, so to speak, but she never got to actually officiate the actual trial itself because he bought the company for exactly what he said he would. And now he now he's stuck with it. But if you're on the Tesla line and you're used to seeing him, let's say, in Austin, I mean, he does seem to be uniquely focused, at least physically, uh, at, at, at Twitter uh, and is basically giving you a daily look at things when he does the daily average users. Uh, he's taking time to, to figure out whether certain people should be CEOs. I, I, I thought John Ledger would be a great CEO, but he doesn't. I thought there should be a, like a king and a prime minister, and you make Ledger king, <laughs> and you say prime minister. He will find a CEO, as I, I reported this a long time ago <laughs> when he was first talking to those investors, right. saying, I will be interim CEO for a period of perhaps three months or more, and we're in that period right now. Right. At some point, he will find a CEO. I don't think he's going to listen to you. No, um, not at all. No. He but literally no said, th- um, no. No. No, but I think he gave me really the same time of day that, that, that Bob Paycheck gave me. Listen, I think you got feedback from Elon Musk, and that's pretty good. good. I think I haven't won over anyone in least maybe eight or nine months to anything I'd like. I, I agree with you. Not one thing. Yeah, Not one it's thing. A, it's been a tough run it's on your tough. business development. They still haven't broken ground on that aspect. theme park in New Mexico. No, They're still waiting. Any, I'm trying to figure out where. Yeah. I mean, for instance, I went down to Philadelphia to see the no-hitter. But we were no hit. I'm looking for a win. I'm struggling for a win. Uh, eight and one. I think you can take that to the bank. Well, I'd like to think so, but we do play the uh, Colts That's coming up, and the, they're coached by Saturday, but playing on a Sunday. Yeah. When did Saturday play on a Sunday last day? It's a college game. I'm sorry. What's the question? No, no it's just amusing about trying to get something right. Uh, How about oh. Netflix? How about going up? We want to talk about Netflix. Sure, we, we always do. This is our time to talk. What do you want to talk about? How Netflix somehow became the darling. Well, ad-supported people, a lot of analysts have rallied around it. But we know that ads, um, ads are weak, so why should we think that ad-supported well, is good? Uh, because it's going to be potentially accretive to their business. Well, we know I that mean, Google, You come in at a lower price point, but ultimately the ad load is not going to be that large. For, or it already is happening for like five Netflix minutes an hour. Didn't we Netflix didn't have ads? Um, yeah, but you can also get it without ads. You just have to pay more. Well, how about this activist, TCI? That was, on Google Parent. That, you know what? Uh, Alphabet shares are flat on the day and Even not, not suffering the losses that sort of mega cap tech is. Listen, TCI and Chris Hahn, who runs it, yeah. uh, has been a very successful firm. When you look at their numbers over the last 10, 15 years, very, very strong. Oh. And it's not an insignificant position. They've held it for some time. They may have added to it. But over $6 billion worth of Alphabet stock. We shared this on Tech Check yesterday. We had a long conversation about it. Wants headcount reductions, wants an EBIT margin target that's better than where they are right now, wants them to cut back on all of the other bets spending, Waymo obviously being one key part of that, and a number of other things, Jim. By the way, embraced by many of the shareholders. Embraced by by Ruth Porat, the CFO, in in many ways. Um, So I I think that he's made sense. David, you know who's making a lot of sense of these these, uh, people at Starboard and Salesforce? Tell me, because you know that company very well. Well, I think that when we deal with, with companies from Silicon Valley during this period, we really talk about the uh, stock-based compensation and how they kind of went nuts with it. But a stock buyback indicates a level of discipline that you're getting from Mark Benioff that is in keeping with what I think the people from Starboard will want. Because Starboard's very disciplined on spending and not on giving out stock willy-nilly. 
So do you think that that will result in Salesforce increasing its share repurchases or? Yes, and I think that Salesforce, is, which my trust owns, it's down badly today. Uh, but I think that Salesforce is getting religion. I think that there's, uh, I think that there's actually good rapport uh, between uh, between management and and, and Jeff and Smith at Starboard. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because we see or this board, periodically. Maybe. You have these really smart uh, insurgents, so to speak, who are not insurgents at all. They're buyers. They have good ideas. They're listened to by very smart CEOs who are not insecure, and they take the best of the best. And I think that's happening at Salesforce. Well, this, this overall, there's a theme here uh, from investors in terms of Silicon Valley and cutting costs. I think we can all agree. Yes. You know, the, uh, Brad Gerstner from Altimeter a few weeks ago, uh, at Meta, there have been any number of others. Amazon getting some, pr- some pressure, not necessarily in the form of a letter, but just saying, come on. Uh, and. I mean, you think Ruth Porat will follow through on some of the I think Ruth Porat recommendations from TCI? people when things were still looking rosier. Yeah. And I think that those people may not, you know, take the best of the best, obviously. Uh, Carl, I keep think, trying to think. You're an engineer and you're laid off from Meta. Well, it's a, it's a reduction in force. So it's not like you, you know, someone's going to say, wow, I look askance at you. So I, I think the test will be how many of these very qualified people get jobs in the industry, in, in, in technology, or do they have to lead technology and learn how to be at other companies that are really short? Yeah, uh, I mean, Goldman's note yesterday said you could fire everybody in the entire industry and it would only raise the unemployment rate three-tenths. I think that there's more of a... Uh, they, I, make I a, they make a lot of money. I, I, I read that. What it, was that average? I, I, the, I left the well, letter upstairs. The average employee at, at Alphabet makes 280000 bucks a well, year or something? What was the I, number? I think that that it's report not did not. I and I read that. Did not. I think that you shouldn't be thinking about the people. I think you should be thinking about the purchase power. The purchase that's, power. That's my point. Yeah. The purchasing I mean, power they, per they person. They pay people like very you can well. lay up. Like I was, at, I was at Dollar General this weekend. Okay. And the people who work at Dollar General, uh, you could lay off... 42,700 of them, and that would be equal to like a week of paying checks from something. I mean, let's be more rigorous. Right. It's not, and I went to Dollar General. I think it's well, an excellent place. Speaking of uh, purchase not, power. A lot of stuff that's a dollar there. Dude. Right. Jim, you really know. quick on FTX. Uh, we had the CFTC chair on Squawk this morning. Genesis suspending uh, redemptions. This BIS study arguing that three quarters of Bitcoin holders are probably in the red. It, it is remarkable. Have we held we, the bug yet on... Solana, Solana, your favorite? No, I don't know that we've seen Solana. Solana. Um, look, the, the wipeouts here are big. But again, I mean, you, you, when people come on, they're very combative again. They're always blaming you know, us as being uninformed. Um, I, but also I look for at like helping this. to promote many of these things right. as well. I look at this. When you've lost everything, and we say you've lost everything, I feel more informed than the people who say you didn't lose, that it was blame it on. I mean, David, let's say you gave me a big pile of cash and I burned it. And you know what? Smokey the Bear told me not to put that on. If I had listened to Smokey. Yeah. I mean, you know, the absurdity of, 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 the, of the defense of these. I want to just say this. I bought it. I sold it. Made a lot of money. Best of luck. Why defend a concept that right now, if you put money in, you, you're going to hurt people? Like, let's say someone comes on and says, you know what? All of this has to do with the Fed. And it's, a, it's a great bargain. And then you put it with some outfit, Exodus Corp. 
and it's frozen. Well, we did that. We did that. We had them on. They said good things. We couldn't refute them because they're so vociferous. And then we heard people. Good or bad? That's bad. Uh, meanwhile, CZ commented on how an event like this happens in this country, even with our regulatory structure. Here's what he said. If we look at U.S., one of the most well-regulated markets in the world, Madoff happened. Yeah. Madoff is 10 times bigger than FTX, right? So, um, how, so that shows like regulation doesn't prevent uh, scammers or fraudsters. So uh, it just reduces it. So uh, we can borrow from it, but we, we can't just say, look, regulation is going to fix all of this. It will reduce it. It's important. Uh, but we've we got to have the right, right expectations. I think the industry got to come together, um, become tighter, and become better. So short term, there's a lot of pain. Long term, we're, it's actually causing us to accelerate many of the efforts we're doing to make this industry healthier. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, we know that you don't want to complain made up, which is fraud. Uh, and not well, being able to discover FTX it. may be fraud. Well, no, right. but I'm saying Gary Gensel came on multiple times. We all told him that this was happening. Yes. That's, we never said, like, had we said to the head of the SEC, you know, Madoff is a crook, why do you not go after That's him? true. Although if you had had more transparency as a result of more regulation, there might have been things you but, saw sooner and or questioned you, sooner. I mean, you couldn't have been more abject. I was dealing with someone uh, who watches the show and said, you know what, you're not listening to it all. Thank you. Um, you told Gensler a number of times this was going to happen, and you know what? You failed, and you're shame on you. Okay. Shame on me. Seems harsh, but okay. Uh, overall, uh, pretty muted open. Dow's up 35, 3980. Uh, defensive sectors are leading. Let's get to Bob Asani. Hey, Bob. Exactly right. Defensive sectors are leading. So we're seeing, uh, for example, consumer staples today holding up very well. Uh, healthcare, these are the classic uh, defensive sectors. Uh, elsewhere, uh, tech sort of mixed. Apple's down fractionally. Uh, but uh, the real weakness is in the retail sectors, uh, and that's been an issue for uh, all throughout the morning here. If you just take a look at the, the main retail movers here, targets uh, down rather notably 16% or so. Lowe's opened uh, fractionally uh, on the upside, but some of the other apparel companies like Gap, Macy's also weak uh, in the uh, department store area here. Uh, in terms of what the issues are uh, for Target, it's pretty clear. It looks to me like there's excess of inventory still out there. That's been there for several quarters. That's been bothering them. You had decelerating spending. And then, of course, you have all these multi-channel demands on the company. Put this all together. And what you've got, essentially, uh, is real margin pressure out there. Uh, Lowe's, I would note, the comps were up 3%, but the transactions down 5.4%. The ticket was up 8%. So there you go. There's the inflation component that's really helping them out. But transactions uh, down 5.4 percent. Uh, that caught my eye overall. Uh, in terms of what we're doing here today, we've got a pretty powerful rally. It's been driven largely by short covering. The S&P is up about 6 percent in the last weeks. And look, if you look at what's going on, the big macro trends, so inflation uh, has been positive. The news has been positive. The China news has been positive overall. Uh, and the seasonal trends, the post-election trends are a real positive for the market. So this is why we've been lifting recently here. The problem is uh, the earnings trends have generally been lower. So stock momentum has been higher at the same time as the earnings trends. You put up the next one uh, has been lower. And what's causing this here uh, is uh, the earnings slowly coming down is a problem for the market. You can't keep the market going up with the earnings coming down. We've noted there have been now negative for the fourth quarter. This just happened in the last week or so. And 2023 numbers up about 5%. Most 
analysts are expecting 2023 to be flat now. So essentially now you've got a market multiple that keeps going up with earnings going down. And that's a little bit of a problem, Carl, because remember, we were at 15 in October at the market multiple. Today, we're at 17. The historic average is 17. And when you get towards 18, which is where we are, if you assume flat earnings, Carl, that doesn't happen very often. It happened during the dot-com bust. It happened during COVID. But it's tough to keep it up there. Carl, back to you. Uh, Bob, thanks for that, Bob Bassani. As we go to break, let's watch bonds today. As we mentioned, uh, yields have been swirling around in the wake of some of that data that we got earlier this morning. Uh, Ten-year below three and three quarters. See if it's still there just about as the two years still hovering below 4.4. As we said, more Fed speak on the way. Uh, We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Some of the laggards on the NDX going to reflect the news we got from Micron a few minutes ago regarding uh, capacity cuts, inventory cuts, uh, wafer fab reductions. You see Micron on the list of laggards there, along with Ram Ram Research and AMD, which Jim was talking about a moment ago. Dow's gone red to the tune of about eight points. Don't go away. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? Okay, we do have Chuck Robbins, and we want to get, get behind a lot of what I think is very mixed signals in tech. Mixed signals retail, mixed signals tech. I could argue that's, again, the case for the Fed to uh, do 50 and, and, and then see what happens. Because if the targets triumph over the uh, uh, over the Walmarts, then we will have gone too tight. Uh, we're going to find out in a few weeks, obviously, Jim. We'll yep. see you tonight. Look forward Thank to you. hearing you and Chuck Excellent. Uh, toss the ball around. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.